0: third and four you're down seven. Third and four you're down seven and and you want to go right into this know, huh? of course what else what else does everyone want to talk about right now that's what i want to talk about
1: Here we go, everybody! Grey Cup week is upon us. This is the Waggle. He's Davis Sanchez. I'm James Sobalski. I should preface the three-time, three-time, three-time Grey Cup champion Davis Sanchez this is where he made his money. This is where he earned his keep, Chezzy, Right.
0: This is the this is the one time of year for certain you'll catch me with my with my bling bling my bling 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 on all week long that's that's for certain it's great cup week my man and i'm i'm here live and
1: direct from your city yeah it's a city i was born in and uh you're you're, you're living in uh, you're live and in charge Uh, from the nation's capital. I'll meet you there in a few days, but we're going to take a look back and uh, we're going to get you set for everything you need to know for the Grey Cup a little later on this week with a full in-depth preview. Uh, And in the meantime, we're going to dial in to just what went down uh, and and how the Argos and the Stamps got here to the 105th edition. Third and four, you're down seven. (laughs) Third and four, you're down (laughs) seven and... And, you want to go right into this, know, of huh? course.
0: What else, what else does everyone want <laughs> to talk about right now? That's what I want to talk about. That's Good true. point. So it's, it's,
1: Good we're point. Third, you're, third
0: and, you're third and four. You're down by seven. There's uh, under two minutes remaining in the game. Is that the, the time of the clock? Do you have that uh, handy? I think it was around uh, 1.50 or two minutes is, is what yep. I think. Um, yes. So, and that's, In that scenario, let's find, here's a, let's find the reasons why, why you kick a field goal there because everyone has a million reasons why you don't. So let's go the other way and and discuss the the only reasons why we could possibly come into your head that you might want to go for three there, okay? And my Okay, so we'll go ahead.
1: Uh obviously you you you're putting your faith in your defense and figuring you're going to get the ball back. That's I guess one reason, right? Yeah, correct. You? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's one right. reason, yeah. Okay, do you have a second? I do. I do. So the, the reason okay. the
0: reason and this is like i said we're we're going to discuss the reasons wh- why you would do it cuz there's a million reasons why you don't i'm not and this is not me saying that that would be my choice but here's the reasons cuz some people think it some people think it's indefensible undefensible some sort of defensible like you just said so the reason the reason another reason is i was down there at field level the wind was blowing really hard in the face of the stamps in the fourth quarter and I asked Bo about that after the game just to make sure that it was Because it swirls at times in McMahon it swirls a lot so you can't see which direction is coming or going and it changes halfway through a quarter but that at that particular time the wind was blowing I was checking to make sure and it really was blowing in their face so the reason that Jay might have done that if you get three you know you need two scores to win okay if you get a t- if you score a touchdown and you tie the game now you go into overtime You still have to win in overtime, and you don't have that huge advantage of the wind at your back necessarily. You might have It might be against you. You're not going to have that huge advantage that you have with the wind that the Esks had there. So if you do stop, if you do go for three, you have to get two scores to win this game. So if you do go for three, you can now – if you can force them two and out, you're down four, you force them to a two and out, and they have to punt into a crazy wind, which means you're most likely going to get the ball back – Really good field position, like probably past midfield, and now if you get on a score, you win the game. It's over. So that's the that's the reason because he did have the win at his back for that, that last two minutes, and that was the last time he could guarantee himself having that the win at his back. That's the reason uh, for that.
1: So weather, so weather is a factor and faith in your defense.
0: Wind, wind, wind being having the wind at your back, yes, is a, is a huge advantage. And you have to score twice anyway. So there you go. Okay. okay, so now let, let's get so, back to the, I, I, other, so, the other now.
1: <laughs> okay, so here's where I would poke holes in both those theories with yep. one explanation. Yep. Edmonton had given up almost 200 yards on the ground at that point in time. Yep. Jerome Messam was a beast. Roy Finch was a beast. And I just don't know where you can look honestly and say confidently, and hey, that's great if you want to give your defense a vote of confidence. But to expect them to go and make a stop, you had your opposition on the 13, you were on the 13 yard line. So even if you come up short on third and four in that scenario, you've got Calgary backed up on their own 13 which is better field position that you would be giving them on that three-pointer if you made that field goal and ultimately kick it back to them so you're already starting off in a failing scenario you're getting better field position backing your opposition up to begin with uh, like there's just so okay, many so scenarios let's... that you try to go through and it's and it just it doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. And it's easy to sit there and put the boots to Edmonton and Jason Moss on this, Jez, but this was, to me, it was described as a friend of mine, as a former football player, who said to me, this was a panic move by the coach. He panicked and froze in that moment.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's probably the, to be honest, that I think that is the best description if you look back on what happened. That's That would be... My guess as well, because I'm I'm certain, Jason, and I and I hope he was very at his pressure. Uh, he was not defensive about it when obviously the first question people asked, they went right into it. He wasn't defensive. He said he stands, you know, he stands by his decision, but he also said, hey, maybe I look back at this and, and think differently, you know, after I think about it. So he wasn't, you know, he wasn't banging his fist and 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 uh, and and being combative about it. He realized he at that point, I think he also looked at it like, hey, maybe it was a mistake. So. It would it'd be interesting to hear him a week from now when he talks. I know he had his uh, – I think they had their media bill today. I don't think he talked much more about it in that, from that regard. But you're right. I think that would be – if I had to – I just gave you the reasons or you know, my description of what could be your only um, scenario in which you would do that or why, and that's the only thing that I could think of. But I'm certain that once Jay looks at this, uh, you know, he may – whether he says it publicly or not, he may say, you know what, if I could do it again, I don't think I would do that, I would probably have gone for three. Because when ninety nine point seven percent of population and remember, eighty five percent of those people or ninety percent of those people, you know, don't know half as much as Jason Moss and I'm included in that in that in that bunch. But all those everyone thinks that, and plus the other, you know, whatever percentage also believe that it's it's a bad decision. So I don't think you can't find many people who would agree. And when when it's that strong the opposite direction, after people have time to think about it though, not 30 seconds, I think you're right. I'm I'm with you. I think your friend has a is uh is solid on that one.
1: Yeah, and, and you know it's funny, uh, he raised another point where he said, you know, that's isn't that where you have your assistance on the sidelines no. and you know, maybe kind of talk it out to say, hey, 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 do you, do you, do you want to think this one over? But my my answer, and, and maybe you just answered that quickly, where you don't want to interfere with the coach. But my thought was to, to counter that suggestion that he had pointed to me was, you know, based on the way how volatile he was on the sideline in the last few weeks to some of his assistants, do you even want to go near your head coach when he acts like that in sort of a tense moment, right? You just... Let him make that decision and, and off you go. So who is
0: going to... Who's the only one on that staff that has the uh, resume, has the experience, has... Um, you know, been around long enough to be able to stop Jay at that point in time. And say, hey, Jay, think about this for a minute. Mike,
1: Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett. Exactly.
0: That's that's the. An- He's a
1: former head coach. That's
0: the answer. But the, and, and to add on to that, Mike Benavides is also the defensive coordinator and the assistant head coach. And if you're telling me I'm going to believe in the defense, I'm going to I'm going to kick it here because we're going to get a stop on defense. And now the defense coordinator comes over to say, Wait a minute, I don't like this. Let's not do this. Maybe you should think about it. I don't know if. I don't know if Mike wants to. I don't know if Mike was, is able to do that because it's his defense that you're asking to make the stop, and that almost shows like no faith in in his defense. So that's kind of where,
1: Great point. where you look Great at that. Great point.
0: Great point. So if it was Carson Welsh, maybe another offensive guy who was able to jump in and say, "Hey, wait a minute, let's let me. We should go for this. You know, maybe we should go for this." Jr. Our, our defense is last in the league in in and, and that's another thing to add. They're last in the league in a lot of rushing categories. Edmonton's right at the bottom of the league. So to add, not only were Messing Finch running running crazy all day they're also been running crazy all season long uh, and not great against the run anyways so yeah so that's that I think I think you make a great point I think your friend makes a great point Uh, that that is that that would be the only guy that could could say that would be Benny but because Benny's the DC he can't say that because now he's not showing faith in his in his squad so it's a tough deal
1: do you think Mike uh, Mike O'Shea is breathing a sigh of relief that finally somebody's questioning another coach instead of him 100 <laughs> well, let's talk about what something a break else. For that, me, is huge. that is huge. That is you're joking, but
0: that's true. I never even thought about that. It's
1: huge. Everyone's you th- know, one week. I mean, honestly, the two most talked about. Yeah, exactly. Like the two most talked about plays in this postseason are 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 calls from coaches that went completely the wrong way. You know, and it's funny because with the Moss decision here. And and maybe this is a little extreme because, you know, if the if the punt isn't fumbled and, and Edmonton gets the ball back, they're close to midfield. You know, there's there's time to make two quick strikes to put yourself in field goal position. Um, you know, based on the wind and all that field goal and position and the way how it
0: was out there. Field goal you does nothing well yeah, actually
1: sorry excuse me I'll just shut up you need yeah sorry I'll just shut up on that one yeah you needed you needed four so you needed another score on that so say tell me this um, from a football team standpoint because you've been a, as, as a player uh, and even from a personnel standpoint you got a lot of friends that are now coaches and all that based on a decision like that at a critical point in the game and the way things that Moss has come under fire over the last few weeks and we've talked about it on this show and the way he's he's come across is so demonstrative and so explosive on the sidelines with respect to dealing with his own teammates and coaches you know whether it's screaming at somebody who's up in the booth whether it's screaming at somebody on the sidelines that he's chastised you know that he was chastising when he was you know giving an earful to Corey McDermott Um, but and now a decision like this, and I think it's easy to put the boots to a guy who I think a lot of people have looked at uh, that had had started developing a reputation as becoming unlikable after the way he was yelling at everybody, but when you kind of have those check marks all of a sudden that come up late in the season, does this put himself in a, in a vulnerable position? I mean, ultimately, you have to win games, but the fact that when he makes a decision like that, that a lot of people are saying cost his team the victory, A... And the way his behavior has been on the sidelines in recent weeks, there's number two. I mean, does that give you a cause for concern, as from a management standpoint or ownership, to say, is this the guy we really want being the leader and the captain of our ship? It's the same
0: thing, and I'll use the analogy of of a uh, you know of a corner of a cornerback who who talks smack and he's a confident guy and going to the game. He's always got. He's always got. Uh, you know bulletin board material and he's you know he's a guy guys who guarantee wins things like that those guys you want those me i want those guys on my team but those guys are are susceptible now to if they make mistakes people are love to jump on it and that's the same thing with a coach you know a coach who a coach who has a lot of uh, confidence who um is fiery as jason is He's going to set himself up or open himself up to ridicule when things don't go well. But, but too bad. I, I like that. You've heard me, you know, say it numerous times. I like that. I want a coach like that. I don't like the call. This this particular call. I don't like it. Uh, I don't think he does either. But in regards to his personality in the field, I like his fire I like his competitive competitiveness. Uh, I know how bad he wants to win by watching him. Uh, you know, sometimes you have, to take, you have to take the good with the bad. You take the fact that he, you know, sometimes might act, you know, throwing headsets and yelling at coaches and things that, that uh, you might not, might not love. Um, you have a competitor, and sometimes you get that when you have a competitor. But I don't question him as a so coach. I don't, I don't question his, if you're asking if his job's in jeopardy and, or you look at firing the guy because of this, no, not a chance. Yeah.
1: Not this year anyway.
0: Well who knows? Who Mark Trust might get fired next year. Who knows? Like you don't you don't know that. You can't yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen next yep. year. But no.
1: Uh, fair enough no i mean I, I think moss is safe for now but i mean this is you know it's two years and edmonton's got you know arguably you know they got a guy who's at their quarter as their quarterback who is arguably or who is going to win most outstanding player later this week i think that's a foregone conclusion hey so so let's turn the page on 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 edmonton here and and let's look at um in saskatchewan boy they sure made it interesting down the stretch in that fourth quarter uh in what had been mostly a dull game up to that point but um quite the fireworks and the explosive display down the stretch i'm i'm assuming like t- you can't go with a two-tier quarterback system again next year can you
0: no and they won't no, it no. Was the, that was it was just the way that this season played out with the young guy who who was you know better against bullets and was you know kg you struggled to you know to get a get out of harm's way in the pocket and so you had that, you had that, but the young guy wasn't quite ready, maybe to take the take the reins. But yeah, there's no, there's no chance that they go do that again.
1: No. Does KG stay in uh, Regina? Is he the starter next year in in, in Saskatchewan?
0: That's tough. That's tough to say. I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's, I mean, he had he had a really good run at times, and he he he's a big big part of the reason why that team you know had the turnaround they had, and they. Um, they made they made to the eastern eastern final and there's a, there's a Kevin Glenn's a big part of that so from that standpoint yeah. yeah from that standpoint he you know he deserves it and from you know from the standpoint of looking at the future and looking at you know the next three four years for this team whatever it may be you know maybe Brandon Bridge gets a shot or you look at free agency I I don't, I don't know the role if I had to guess I would say if I had to guess I would say they bring they bring KG back they love him I know that uh, he's well respected well liked. Uh, uh from both the staff and from the players i think they bring him back uh in a role where he's willing to
1: he can mentor yeah, he can mentor vince young again
0: he, yeah right he can mentor who he needs to <laughs>
1: he can mentor who he needs Johnny to mentor Manziel. If,
0: if, if a young <laughs> exactly <laughs> if a young guy with 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 more upside and, and talent uh they bring in yeah. whoever whether, whether it's free agency whether they re- where they have bridge in there as their guy whoever it is they bring in someone that could be the future if that guy, you know, ultimately beats out KG, then KG would be, you know, he's a good enough pro and a good enough teammate to know his role, and he would mentor that guy. And if the guy can't beat KG out, KG out, then KG deserves, you know, the opportunity to be the guy again. But look, there we go again, back to the same old, the same old scenario around KG. He 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 has a good year, he leads his team, and once again he's going to be, uh, you know, up to fight for his job again.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, you know, classic Rod, the Rodney Dangerfield of the Canadian Football League lives on, and. You know, it a Brandon Bridge's time to shine. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, it'll be. In a, you know what? It's funny. For all the positives and the inroads that were made this year in Regina, this should be still a fascinating offseason for Chris Jones and company. But, hey, let's look at the Argos here. And, you know, we, we touched on it just briefly last week when we were looking ahead to this uh, Argos-Riders uh, right, can, can I say one quick
0: thing too, James? Can I say one quick thing before we move on for sure. the Brandon Bridge? Another thing, Randy has said publicly he's going to address the situation of the Canadian quarterback and if there is you know four Canadian quarterbacks as a roster spot there should a team should get some sort of um compensation or there should be some reward for having them it should count towards the ratio in some regard. so they're gonna look at th- that. definitely yep, they're gonna look at that this year but here's the thing it can't be this year you know because you can't you can't you have to give teams an opportunity to develop a guy or to look at that moving forward you can't because now seven other teams don't have a Canadian quarterback they haven't developed one but you expect them to just find one in six months and other teams are going to get rewarded for having a guy on their roster that's just luck luck of the draw They happen to have a Canadian on their roster from before so they shouldn't get rewarded for putting in work with Andrew Buckley or, or Brandon Bridge over the last couple of years because that's not fair for other teams who didn't have one and didn't have the opportunity to grow one and develop one so I think they might put the rule in, yeah. but it has to have. A, I think you have to give it a, a year or two to develop a guy.
1: But why? You know what? Why not reward the stamps and the riders for for taking? Because you know, for, that's for that's investing not, in those because guys? Not,
0: because that doesn't make sense. Because you're not. Why do you reward someone? Uh-huh. Why do you reward someone for investing in something that wasn't a part of our? It wasn't a rule in our league. But so you you're gonna so why well, what do we give, because because yeah.
1: because for the last fifty years it's been a foregone conclusion that it would be an American at quarterback and, and all of a sudden now we got something for the first time in almost fifty years that you've got two Canadians that are that are are holding legitimate roster spots, and and now you got Brandon Bridge who's stepping in and seeing the most playing time. I think of any yeah, but what, Canadian that's not, that's not, that since has, Russ Jackson. But that
0: has nothing to do with. It's a competitive. It's a competitive competitive disadvantage for teams who who hadn't done it. It wasn't a part of the rule. So I like. I'm just. I like the fact that they that they're getting opportunity just as much as the next guy. But I'm not going to punish Hamilton. Toronto, Winnipeg, because they don't have one, because nobody told them previously that they they get rewarded or get a roster spot or a a national spot for that. So why would they shouldn't be? Other teams shouldn't be
1: punished. But what, but what but why? But there's no there's been absolutely zero award and for for having. So you've got you've got a Canadian or an additional Canadian for that matter on the roster or on the on the field right now, and there's absolutely zero there's a zero reward for that. That's just okay. because the best player available is okay. is on that team, okay. but. Do do is it is it so tell me this would it be unfair if Brandon Bridge is a starting quarter or is is playing in a game next year and let's just say for hypothetically uh, a a starting quarterback that's Canadian in the CFL would count as two nationals on the field would that be an unfair advantage
0: for what year the 2018 season
1: next for for 2018 yeah, yeah
0: yes it's an unfair advantage yes
1: why because you can't reward
0: you can't make a rule you can't make a rule. Uh, you know, and expect a team to have a guy, a Canadian guy, as their quarterback in six months, because that means that means that these teams who just happen to have Canadian guys at quarterback are getting an advantage for a rule that wasn't in place. So you have to give you have to give GMs and player personnel guys an opportunity. Hey, we know now that's a rule, and so we're going to now develop. We're going to go out now, and we're going to develop Canadian talent over the next couple of years, because in 2019 there's going to be a rule that you get you know roster exemption or you added an import whatever it is a national or a international when you have a canadian quarterback so you have to give them an opportunity to develop that you can't just that's like playing let's say there was no ratio at all let's just say there's no ratio at all and and you all of a sudden tell it tell a team halfway through the season or you know going sorry going to the next season all of a sudden hey you have to have uh, 10 canadians on your team but you know another team doesn't have any canadians you can't you can't expect people to just to develop, you have to give time to people. You have to give people time to develop. That's all. I like the rule. I want you have, they have to have a Canadian spot at quarterback. I think one there should be one spot for sure. And if he starts, I don't know with how you want to make the rules, but I agree with it. Mm. But you can't do it next year. You can't make the rule implement it without giving the other teams in the league time to develop a Canadian. It's, it's unfair.
1: They didn't know those rules. Are you saying that? Are you are you saying that Julio Caravatta couldn't be ready to go to maybe help the Lions or? Or Edmonton next year, uh, if need be. He, Julio Caravada, Do You think he can't get in a game? Yes, he get yeah. Larry Justanas back they, in the they, swing of things. You yes, know? they
0: could. Yeah, Julio, Larry, they could. <laughs> they could be. If you give them two years to do it or a year to do it, but I just I just think it's GMs won't like it. I don't like it if you're if you're trying to be yeah. you're thinking you're being you're thinking of it from you know just being patriotic and wanting uh, the Canadian kid, and I, which I do as well. I think you have to have a spot on your roster for a Canadian quarterback. If you don't, you're you're not doing I, I, you the league what? justice. I, I, you
1: know what? But but here's the thing: like there, there's been zero there's been zero credit. I, I I hear you, and I I don't know. Like okay, it, it, maybe that sounds a little patriotic in some respects, but in the same vein. You know what? Look at Saskatchewan's standpoint. They went through stretches for a large. What is your point? What is your point? Where they had, where they had, no, where they had eight. Where where they, where they, they had more Canadians on the field than they needed. Okay, but what does it and mean? So were what they, are, what are you were, they were, so where that was that an unfair? I'm just saying that it was that an unfair advantage for Saskatchewan uh, in in a position where Brandon Bridge was playing quarterback.
0: Like, what's your sorry? What's, I'm just, what's your argument there? The missed, point, I'm the, missing that. So the,
1: the point, the point, the point, the point being is look. If you create incentive to to have a Canadian quarterback on your roster, that's great. And and you know what? You know the point you make to allow a, another year or so to have time to start addressing it is great, but the fact is you had teams that had Canadians on, you know, at quarterback this year and Andrew Buckley saw a little bit of playing time and Brandon Bridge saw a significant playing time this year. And neither the Stampeders or the Riders were rewarded or got any sort of credit for it when they rolled out more national players than they were needed. And you they know didn't what? they necessarily still found ways play to more.
0: win. First of all, it's not—it was not a, it wasn't a rule, so you can't. You're not going to reward. You're saying they weren't rewarded for having. That. You don't get rewarded. It's not that wasn't part of the rules. Just like you can't. You don't reward someone for something that's not part of the rules. It's not. It's not. There's not a. This so is that, not. This is not so a how is, it un,
1: how is it unfair?
0: How is what unfair?
1: If you're rewarding the teams now, going into 2018, that the other teams are all of a sudden don't have a chance. Because like you have, because Brandon you, Bridge was out there for everybody else. Andrew Buckley was out the there for everybody though, else.
0: The, that's fine, but, but the point is you're giving these you're giving these guys and just to hey, like I said, I want it to happen. But you have, if you want to be fair, it's not a you're rewarding people for you're, you're rewarding somebody or a team. For what you think is a good deal. Like this isn't this isn't kids, this isn't kids kids' football. Hey, that's real nice of you to play, play a Canadian kid. That's real sweet. And they, they and that's not why they have Bridge and they have Buckley. They have them because they're damn good players and they've they've got an opportunity and they've, you know, and, and Bridge ran with it. So great. But you can't you my point is you just can't reward you can't make that rule and expect a team to have, especially a starter. Maybe you have one on the roster. How about this? You could have that rule. To where, if there's one on the, you have to have one on the roster next year, because now that gives their number three quarterback will be on the roster, and he can be Canadian, and they can, he's probably not going to play, so they can, you know, still develop him and think. But you can't make the starter get, you know, get uh, reward or get roster exemption or whatever you want to call it for the starter being Canadian when no one else has had time to develop a Canadian starter. I don't, I don't see how that makes any sense.
1: I don't. What you want to, what do you yeah. want to reward? Like what? i want to reward myself for what that's what i want to reward just myself. for being just for being and carrying and t- and putting up with you every week like this uh,
0: you are you you are awesome for sure <laughs> and, and i look forward to i look forward to seeing you uh, a in a couple of days see but let's move on to something else because
1: I I, I I do i do too and uh hey listen we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna wind, we're gonna wind this down i would say with respect to being fair all's fair in love and war, as my mother used to always say to me here, Ches. Thank you very much to everybody who's been subscribing, by the way, to The Waggle. As we mentioned just briefly last week, we've gone over 1 million downloads of the podcast since we launched in 2016. So everybody, you guys all rock. Hopefully we'll have a chance to say hi and meet up with some of you uh, this week. A great cup week in Ottawa before kickoff. And, uh, and, man, maybe even have a cold beverage cup at tweet some up. point in time.
0: Have some beverages and, and ask some questions and hang out and we can meet all the crew. We always talk to on social and have some fun, but uh, that'll, that'll be good. That's on uh, Friday night.
1: Okay. Um, th- thank you so much everybody again. And, uh, by the way, uh, huge ratings for, uh, the East and West final, uh, almost a million and a half viewers tuning in to, uh, to watch uh, Toronto and Calgary advance to this Great Cup. Uh, we're going to break it all down later on this week with the matchup. It is truly remarkable to see that the Argos are here in this year's Great Cup. Davis, nine months ago, they were the laughing stock of the league. We were rolling our eyes, wondering what a mess they were. Uh, then all of a sudden, you know, Ricky Ray was supposed to be retired in our minds. You know, Mark Tressman, that wasn't a factor. That wasn't a consideration, him coming back. Jim Pop was run out of town, out of Montreal. And yet, Jim Pop is uh, one game away or one win away from being a Grey Cup champion in Toronto. Same with Mark Tressman and Ricky Ray's on the cusp of going 4-1 and one as a starter in Grey Cup games. So, just a remarkable story from uh, an impressive trio of leaders that the Argos have been uh, riding on the way to this uh, this season. All right,
0: we'll talk about, the next episode, we'll talk about the ways that Calgary's defense limited, or they didn't limit, but red zone-wise did a great job. Some of their coverages and some of the things they'll bring into this game against Ricky. Um, and what a, what a touch pass that he threw on third. Third and the season. And he throws the touch pass to James Wilder Jr. out the backfield. Typical, how many times I've seen Ricky Ray float that ball up there. Uh, what touch he has and then and also you know in the biggest throw a biggest throw of of the season the clutch right on the money um that's that's ricky ray for you and uh, as you said a chance to add another great cup to our hall of fame to an already hall of fame career
1: uh, it's unbelievable all right we're just warming up here for great cup week that's davis sanchez i'm james cebalski thank you so much everybody for downloading uh if you haven't subscribed already you can find us in iTunes. It's free. And uh, we've got another episode teeing up the 105th edition of the Grey Cup coming your way later this week. See ya!